Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Above180.com podcast is Del Warren. Del is the head bowling coach at Weber International University. He's also a USBC Gold Level Coach and the Vice President of the Kegel Training Center. Dell and the entire crew, along with Storm, will be hosting a three-day two-handed bowling camp. If you're interested in that, that takes place next month. You can reach out to Brent Sims at 1-800-280-BOWL. Dell, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klempkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Well, good. It's always uh, it's, um, thanks for having me back on your show. You guys do a, a you know a great service to the you know bowling and, and, and having different people on and, and have them some really cool topics. Well, speaking of cool topics, you're quite the busy guy, so why don't you begin by talking about what you're up to these days, what you're doing, and where you're at. Well, I'm actually talking to you from Texas because uh, my staff and I, we, uh, we flew the whole Kegel Training Center staff in for the, uh, the ITRC Coaches World Coaching Conference, and uh, this is, uh, we've been a sponsor of it every year, and uh, we've been more and more involved, so all of my staff will be doing uh, presentations, and this year it'll be really cool. They're doing uh, more of a uh, TED Talk-type format where the uh, topics are 18 minutes and uh, with the Q&A, 30 minutes, so it's going to be kind of hard and fast, and you'll see a lot more speakers this year and a lot more topics. So I'm, I'm, I, I really enjoy this event. It's uh, one of the few events I get to go to to actually be a student. Um, and then, uh, you know, with all the things going on at KTC with our coaching tools, uh, we're going to be presenting a new coaching cool tool called an Arrow uh, that uh, Alex Gurkoff will be demonstrating along with uh, Specto and Torch and everything else. So we'll be really busy, but, you know, hey, I get to be a student, and that's, uh, that's, uh, that doesn't happen a lot. Most of the time, I'm the one teaching. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's got to be exciting. Is there anything you can uh, you can reveal about about the arrow, or is that top secret for right now? No, no. We actually did a soft. Uh, we did a kind of a soft uh, launch in Pennsylvania at a clinic that Alex and I did uh, about three weeks ago, um, and uh, it's a device. It's 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 a lot a lot like the torch in its simplicity. Um, and it's a, a position device. And as you know, uh, Steve, in, in teaching, it's very important that the, the bowler gets feedback um, in terms mm. of how quickly he learns the move. And so uh, it's a, it's a three-dimensional device that allows you to, to get the player in different positions, give them feedback. Um, and so far we have found 12 different uh, ways to use it. Um, but I, mm. I think... Once this gets out in the field and the coaches start using it, um, there's going to be other ways that we haven't thought of that coaches are going to be using it um, to, you know, to train. And, and also, I'm, I'm sure that once some of the students get a, get a hold of it, um, it's going to be interesting hmm. to see how many different ways they, they learn how to use this thing. Dale, there was also some news earlier this year regarding you and Weber International. Could you update us on that situation and where things stand currently? Sure. Um, about 90 days ago, we were informed by USBC that uh, we had violated that uh, one of our players had possibly been 
uh, he, uh, not a eligible player because he had been a PBA member. And, um, and as people know, that was Giorgio Clanez. And in fact, after we did our investigation, um, he was ineligible. He had actually bowled too many, uh, PBA events as part of team Venezuela. And, uh, we addressed it immediately and, uh, uh, USBC did a wonderful job, um, you know, for the process and, and walking us through it. And uh, they deemed that, uh, obviously, Georgia was, you know, no longer eligible to play college. And uh, any of the tournaments that he was involved with, uh, we were disqualified because, obviously, you have ineligible players. So, uh, you know, so we had to endure that, um, you know, losing a couple of national championships and uh, some of the, the tournaments that Giorgio played in. But uh, uh, so that was um, – <laughs> a slightly stressful situation. Uh, I didn't know what was going to happen um, in terms of really anything. But as I was telling uh, Steve uh, recently uh, through the process, I was amazed at the amount of support that we got as a program, uh, me as a, as a person. I was telling him that I actually heard from people that I haven't heard from in 25 years. Um, some people that I actually bowled juniors with high school, um, and people that I had coached for years, um, both, uh, when I was with AMF and track uh, on our staff and, uh, just people that I had coached, um, uh, on and off the tours. Um, the response was incredible. Uh, so, you know, you never know. This was probably, um, uh, the saddest day, uh, anything I've gone through aside from my parents passing away. Um, and, you know, you just don't know. It's it's really a, um, an experience of uncertainty, uh, embarrassment, uh, a gamut of emotions. Um, but I, I was really shocked about how positive people have been. Um, my boss, Chris Chartran, uh, his guidance through this, as uh, and he was really more of a friend. Uh, and the school, uh, Darren Ritchie, the, the athletic director, who had been through this uh, in his career, guiding coaches through something like this. Apparently, this happens from time to time in other sports as well. And uh, it was just a a very unfortunate situation. And uh, I'm just incredibly, in a way, not just in a way, our program is coming out of this because I just got reinstated May 1st. I was eligible to, um, you know, for reinstatement, I had to apply, and I got reinstated in a few hours from uh, Gary Brown and USBC mm-hmm. um, because they knew actually what had happened, that there was uh, certainly no intent on our part. Uh, it was just something, it was a mistake that happened. And uh, so the, we've t- taken steps through the school uh, of going a different route now when we're looking at eligibility. Uh, so we've taken care of that. And, and I think USBC now has put steps in place as well so that Hopefully this doesn't never happens to another team and another program going forward um, because of, you know, there's a lot of teams that do recruit internationally and a lot of these players are already established uh, bowling for their, um, for their national, for their countries. And some of mm-hmm. them have bowled PBA events. So, you know, when you're, when you take a step back, when I think about where I was um, 60 or 90 days ago and the uncertainty of it, um, me being me and taking on all of this, you know, I'm, I'm looking at worst case scenario. 
um, and that's how I'm feeling and, and deservedly so. I will tell you that not just the best thing that happened, but we're gonna we're a stronger program because of it. And seeing the support um, and how the players handled it, um, we've got a lot of compliments from USBC, a lot of compliments from teams. Um, many coaches have sent me uh, and, and our coaching staff and our kids some wonderful messages of support, um, not just written but also face to face. Um, so I've been, um, in a world today that's very negative, as you guys know, and very cynical, we see a lot of bad news all the time, uh, on TV about just sports in general and athletes and things like that. Um, I can tell you that our program is much stronger because of it. Um, and I got to go to, uh, I got reinstated and, and so I got to go to our banquet. I got to speak at the banquet and the support from the parents have been Incredible. Just, you know, just a breath of fresh air. And our recruiting, believe it or not, guys, our recruiting has never been better this year. Mm-hmm. Never been better. And I got messages from parents that said because of the way we handled it and because they know our reputation and they know us, they want their children to come to a school and be coached by uh, our coaching staff and people like us, so that it even makes them feel more comfortable sending their children to our program. And, you know, and then finally, you know, just how the kids handled it. Um, they handled it with class and they held their heads up and they had a phenomenal postseason. As you guys know, they won the AI national championship. They got mm-hmm. to, uh, they, they qualified even with just three tournaments being eligible because um, that's the amount of tournaments that Giorgio didn't bowl. They actually mm-hmm. qualified for nationals and did and, and had a great postseason. They won everything back except for the Helmer Cup. So they got high qualifier at NAIA. They won NAIA. Um, they won the Golden Pin Award at, um, at the uh, ITCs. And uh, so they won three out of the four awards that they had won the previous year. And... Uh, you know, I don't know how they did it, to be honest with you, um, in terms of handling what they had to go through, right? Um, and mm-hmm. the public scrutiny and everything. And, you know, we don't, you don't know how people are going to react. Um, and the, as the kids said, except for a couple of people here and there, the people that, um, they embraced them, the teams, um, that they competed against, you know, they embraced after matches. They had some, uh, really positive, um, experience with other teams and other people and, and in general. And, and it was a, it was a wonderful experience to see other people embrace the team um, because they know really who we are. They know that our core values and what we teach. So uh, out of something that uh, was really, really tough for a lot of people uh, came a lot of positive things. And, uh, and certainly something that we're going to draw from in the future because we're not going to not, Talk about this going forward. Mm-hmm. This is going to be another piece of the puzzle in our program going forward, uh, for sure. And I can't tell you how proud I am of these guys and the girls of what they represent and what they did and how they did it and how they behaved and how hard they competed. And, uh, and you know, my coaching staff was phenomenal. Uh, Ruben took over the men. 
Rick uh, became the director of bowling because I, I couldn't have any contact with the team. And mm. uh, that was probably the hardest part. You know, I had to walk out, you know, after I got done with the day. And, you know, and the joke was I kind of I would put my hand up on the side of my head and they would put their hand up on their side of their head as we passed by the hallway, you know, in the training center. <laughs> um, so we really we really tried to have a little bit of fun with it, you know, in a in a in a mm-hmm. kind of a dark situation. Um, and that was really how the team and the, and the staff, the, you know, the staff handled it wonderfully. Ruben changed his, um, schedule and to accommodate postseason. And, uh, he later told me that, you know, all the meetings were very positive and the kids were in a, a really good frame of mind. And, you know, and it's hard to win a national championship, as you guys know. It's, it's, uh, oh, yeah. ICCs with Baker. And I think, uh, this year, uh, any of those teams could have won. And if you'd have told me uh, from what I saw during the regular season, if you'd have said any team had won the national championship, uh, it would have not been a shock to me, um, mm-hmm. of course. And uh, so I- I'll tell you, at the end of the day, something really positive and strong came out of this for our program. And I think for bowling because of how we handled it and, and how we grew from it. And, uh, as I told Steve earlier, I said, I, I can tell you that this is the busiest I've ever been. As soon as, because I'm usually not available, March, April, May, I'm not available. I'm focused on Weber. And even after graduation, mm-hmm. it's, it's really about recruiting and finding out the status of the players coming in. I'm not available. So I don't, I don't give a lot of lessons. I don't do clinics. And I have been swamped. I've been all over the place traveling. Um, when people found out that I was available, I was in Minnesota for seven days, Pennsylvania for three days on the deck every day at Kegel. Um, and, and even the support that I got on the road from parents who were asking questions, you know, because we, we do have a few haters out there and, and, uh, people are negative and spreading, uh, incorrect rumors. And, you know, of course the parents want to know what's going on. So they came up and asked me a lot of questions. And uh, so at the end of the day, it was a heck of a learning experience for a lot of people and uh, including the ones, you know, that uh, were uh, indirectly involved. And uh, so at the end, I'm really proud of our program guys, um, how they had just, how they did everything. And it was uh, pretty cheerful at the banquet and and at graduation. Um, It was Tough to see some of the, you know, the, the Aaron Aradoviches and the David Lances of the world and their parents. And, you know, some of them don't live around the corner. Um, so in, in some ways, and I hope this isn't the case, I may, may never see these people again, right? So, uh, and they're a big part of our family and a big part of our lives. And so, uh, you know, that was, a, that, that was really tough. Um, it was a joyous day because they'd worked hard and, uh, They've won a lot of awards. I think the, the women's team's collective GPA was the highest in the school of any program. Mm-hmm. I think the collective GPA was 3.8 as a team. Wow. And uh, we had mm-hmm. 10 collegiate All-Americans on the men's side, 3.5 or higher. Um, so they did a, a, you know, the program did an excellent job with schoolwork and staying focused through this and doing their, you know, going to school and, putting their best effort at, in the, in the, at school. And uh, so when I look at the whole year, 
it was a wonderful year for Weber, a wonderful year. And, uh, you know, you hear about, you know, going through adversity and that's part of what we teach the kids and going through adversity. So now this was my challenge to show the team that, listen, what I'm teaching you now I have to do, I have to show you that I have to be accountable and that, you know, we have to get through this in a certain way, the way that we teach, which is what we call the Weber way. And so it was really important that I, that I do what I teach them to do, you know, that it wasn't, this isn't BS that I'm teaching them. You know what I mean? And, uh, so, you know, we're out through the other side and here we are in Texas and, uh, uh, we've got a nice recruiting class coming in and, uh, just, uh, our camps are looking wonderful. Our, our camps are all, um, ahead of schedule in terms of people signing up. And we got a lot of first things going on this summer that we've never done before. And, uh, so I'm, you know, I'm feeling pretty blessed guys, um, coming out the other end of this and feeling like uh, there were a lot of lessons learned by everybody through this. So, you know, when I hear, you know, the the way that things could have gone and the, the way that things ended up going, you know, the first thing I think of is, boy, you must have had a really good uh, foundation built in advance because without a good foundation, you know, you, the the program and yourself and everybody can't take a blow like that and then emerge from it the way that it has. So, you know, what do you, and you talked about the Weber way there, just, just right there at the end there, what, you know, if I was to say, give me, give me one thing that you think that is a real key to uh, creating a strong uh, program and a strong piece of success and, and why Weber was able to emerge from this um, the way that it has and have such a strong finish from the year for the players, what would that one thing be? Well, I, it's, it, it's, it's too, it's a little too, it wouldn't give it just if I just said one word or something, but I will tell you this to sum this up. Okay. We teach something called the Weber way, which is really a concept of a way of living that gets these kids ready for the rest of their lives. Hmm. It's not, it just happens to be that bowling's a vehicle and it happens to be, you know, that I'm the vice president of, of a great facility and a, and a part of a great company. And so it just happens to be the sport of bowling, but the Weber way is all about getting these kids ready for life. John Davis used to ask me all the time, are we producing good human beings? Mm. Very rarely did he ever ask me how the team was doing. He wanted the bowling program, the college bowling program to be impactful for these kids' lives. And that really is the Weber way. And it's, mm. people think mm. we're kidding. People think, you know, it's all BS. It's not. And I believe that we've been around long enough and we've impacted enough people and people see how we are in public and people see our kids. I, I get letters. I bet you I get a dozen letters a year from proprietors when our kids go out and bowl local tournaments about how, what a pleasure our kids are when they bowl local tournaments mm. and how refreshing it is testament, to see. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, last week, you know, you, you asked to me, I'm, I'm a pretty faithful person and I'm a, I'm a kind of a spiritual type person. And I, I don't believe in coincidence. I've just lived long mm. enough to where I know that just things don't happen. Um, I got a call from a former player. I'm not going to 
say who he is out of privacy, but I'm walking back to my office from a meeting and I said, Hey man, how are you? How's it going? Everything okay? And he said, he was crying. And he said, coach, I just came out of a meeting with the company I work for. And apparently this, uh, he was at a retreat for his company and they had a guest speaker and he said, I finally understand what you were trying to teach us. And I have to tell you, I have to apologize for the last year and a half I was there. And I finally get what you're teaching us that it had nothing to do with bowling. The meetings in the cars, <laughs> the movies you would show us, the audio tapes you would have us listen to, the books you wanted us to read, the lessons that you were trying to teach had nothing to do with bowling. And he, he says, I had to call you because whoever this speaker was, whatever he was teaching reminded him of something that we were, that we always were focused on. And he, 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 you could tell he had a breakthrough because he was being emotional and he had to call me immediately. And mm -hmm. that is what, what, what our program's all about. And that just doesn't happen randomly. Touching, yeah. Happen, okay. Right. So he finally got it, you know, and he's been out of our program a couple of years now and he's in the workforce and he's happy and he's doing well and, which I knew he always would be. Um, and sometimes it takes them a while to get it. Sometimes they get it while they're here, and, and other times they have to go through life and go through a few challenges, and they can tap into the things, that the core values that we try to teach them in our program. And I'm just so blessed and thankful that in 10 years, it's not just 10 years of work. I've been working in the industry, you know, almost my whole life. So it was not just that. It was the reputation of Randy Stoughton, the reputation of Ruben Garagosian, the reputation of Kegel and my boss, Chris Chartrand, and how we do things at Kegel. Really how we do things at Kegel is, you know, it's, it's kind of an arm to the Weber program, you know. And that's what I said in my letter to USBC. I said, you know, had we done this intentionally and my boss had found out that I had done something intentionally like this, you know, I would be ruined. I'd be fired instantly, you know? Mm. So mm -hmm. there's when, when they knew immediately and the people that know us know that this was just a mistake. And I'm not, I'm not shortchanging that it was just a mistake. I'm saying that, you know, and it, believe me, it was a hard pill to swallow when my wife is holding me in her arms saying, you know, this ain't the last mistake they're going to make, but it was a mistake, you know? At the moment, it, it, you know, there's nothing that anybody can say, you know. Um, so at the end of the day, our our foundation, our core, is really what came shining through. And I think that's why the kids bowl so well in postseason. I think that's um, – it, it kind of made their determination. It gave them more, even more resolve to focus on the things that we believe in. So – Sorry for the long answer, but it's it's a little more touchy-feely than it is to tell you one or two sentences. And, and you know, and a big one is accountability. You know, mm -hmm. and I and, yeah. and I had to I had to look myself in the mirror and go, "Hey, man, you're accountable for this." You know, mm -hmm. just like what you're teaching the kids. So, you know, you got to coach yourself through that, right? Right. Del, the, so the, the, it's, uh, at, at the end of the day, it's really been a, a positive experience. Hey, you, you hinted a little bit earlier about uh, some of the exciting stuff 
that you have coming up at the uh, Kaggle Training Center this summer. And I know one of the things um, that we, you know, here at Storm uh, have been uh, doing is working on uh, and working with you guys and in, in being ready for a two-handed uh, camp or clinic that's going to be coming up here in June. Can you, can you expand on that and talk about that a little bit? Oh, man, you know how excited you are. You can't not be, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the game uh, – the game has been evolving, and uh, and I think, uh, well, like what John John Davis created Kegel uh, to to solve problems, and I think uh, our two companies hooking up right at this moment to and, and the fact that I think we finally have enough knowledge in this area as we've studied the two-handed style uh, now that it's been around. You know, Jason's been a, a you know a touring player now for over ten years. And now uh, more and more kids are emerging as uh, coming out uh, as the style starts to evolve. And so us hooking up right now and saying we need to take our knowledge as we know it and we need to share it. And and uh, uh, and like I said, now I could be wrong, but I can't remember a two-handed camp that I've seen anywhere in the world. Uh, and there could have been, but I don't know. But this is unique in the sense from us and a ball company getting together and going to focus on this new technique. We've, uh, we've identified two completely different styles within the two handed uh, technique. And at the same time, we're going to be using this, this campus for bowlers and for coaches to where we're going to teach coaches how to teach this. And they're going to be, uh, obviously, we'll have the, the material is all brand new. It's all just written. All the videos that, that you guys have taken are all brand new. No one has seen this before. And so the classroom will be for, the classroom section will be for uh, coaches and students. And then as we get on the lanes, the coaches will be mentored by the coaches and shown how to teach this. So I'm so excited, as you are, about... Uh, you know, we have a new videographer at Kegel. We're going to be videoing a lot of this. Um, and as we, as we start teaching this more and more, we're going to learn from it. You know, there, there will be other doors that open from it. So, uh, man, I'm so excited about this event. It's um, coming up in about a month at the training center. Um, and it's uh, three days. Um, and, again, it's for coaches and, uh, and bowlers alike. Uh, we're about, uh, I, I think at this time, we're about half full. We're going to be cutting it off at 40, 20 and 20, 20 coaches, 20 bowlers. Uh, that way we ensure that uh, with my entire staff at the training center and the, and, uh, the, the storm, you guys, mm-hmm. you know, that everybody will have enough uh, one-on-one. They will have enough uh, of people to tap into on both sides, um, both from the storm staff and the Kegel staff, and they will just have a great experience. I don't want to overload the camp. Um, and I suspect here in the next 30 days, we're going to, we'll, 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 we will have at least 10 or 15 people that we're going to have to turn away from this camp. There's there without a doubt. There's no doubt. And we're, we have several people already flying in from international to come to this camp, uh, both from Latin America and from Europe. 
And that, and that's one of the things, I mean, that's one of the, you know, when, when this idea first came up and why we were really so interested in it is there hasn't, there hasn't been anything like this. I mean, this isn't something that, that is, uh, you know, a cookie cutter from a different concept or a different idea. It's something that, uh, that, that the style and this technique, I mean, just from, you know, being around uh, the collegiate tournaments and being around uh, the different major youth events like the junior golds and the storm youth championships. And, um, just even being there myself at the masters, I mean, two handy, two handed bowling and the two handed technique is, is, uh, the real deal, but very, very, very few people, uh, know and understand it. And I mean, just, just to give a real snippet of information, one of the things, I learned from you, Dell, was when, you know, we were talking just a little bit about really the specific different types of two-handed techniques as far as body position and timing. You can't just lump every two-hander together and say that they all do the same thing and therefore you should do the same thing, right? Yeah, we've identified a couple of different styles and uh, um, which we're going to unveil at the camp. I don't want to, I don't want to give it away here. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, there's two distinctive styles that we've seen, and they do it a little differently, and uh, they're both effective styles. Um, they have aspects within those styles that you can't really mix and match, you know? Much like in golf, they, they teach a one-plane swing versus a two-plane swing, and the elements mm-hmm. of both those swings are different, and you can't mix, mix and match those. We're now getting that in the two-handed. I'm also giving more and more mm-hmm. lessons to girls, that are two-handed mm. players. So I'm, um, I'm very interested in seeing uh, the first dominant female uh, that will come out of this probably in the next five years is my guess, uh, as mm. well as I'm giving a lot of lessons to seniors that are two-handed bowlers. Um, you know, seniors that, uh, that couldn't hook the ball one-handed and they're just mm. tired of throwing a knuckleball and they want to hook it. And Hey, Walter Ray was hooking at a PBA 50 tournament just this week. Two-handed. I saw it. Walter Ray Williams. Yes. I know. Talk about the the consummate guy that kept the ball up the lane, right? Right. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, uh, as coaches, just like in life, um, we have experiences, and we have to change with those experiences. And our game is changing right now, as it always has. It's been constantly evolving since I was a kid. Um, And this is – if you look at the uh, U15 uh, and the U12 and Junior Gold, um, it's uh, it's amazing how many two-handers are coming up. And at the same time, they're figuring out their own style, much like one-handed. There's a lot of um, people coming up that have improvised what they were seeing um, that, you know, Jason and Oscu pretty much came on the scene about the same time. Um so, you know, last year I was talking to, to Belmo, and he was saying that this next generation is going to way, be way better than him because he had mm-hmm. no one to learn off of, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they they are the forerunners of the of this particular technique. And I know that uh, Jason has, uh, in talking with him, has also kind of learned some things throughout the last 10 years about how to do this and how to do that. I know... Uh, you know, how to create different shapes, different ways. And um, some of the video I have from him is seven years old. And to mm-hmm. me, he looks similar than he did seven years ago, but he's not the same, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's exciting times. And, um, you know, for me, I, you know, like you, 
we like to learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, this has been refreshing to me because I've learned some things biomechanically by watching the efficiencies of the two-handers and applied it to one hand in, in, in making the moves and using the body and using the core of the body in a more efficient manner. So obviously we need more rev rate and more ball speed today without putting as much stress to the body so that people can bowl injury-free. So, man, I'm, I'm excited about, uh, uh, about this and, um, you know, what, what will come out of this. Um, I'm going to be a teacher there, but I'm also going to be really soaking it in and, and watching the students and watching the coaches. And uh, I'm excited about working with you guys, you know, um, and, and especially, at, you know, doing this together for the first time and unveiling this information for the first time. This isn't, mm-hmm. uh, as you said, we're not taking yeah. bits and pieces out of an old PowerPoint presentation. This is all yeah. brand new stuff. Well, very cool, so. very exciting stuff there, Dell, and I'm, I'm sure everyone will be looking forward to that. And and um, and all the best of luck with everything at Weber International and things down there at Kegel, and um, and we'll catch up again down the road. Well, things are looking up, guys. I appreciate your concern, and I, I know that. Uh, uh, Steve, you, you sent me a very nice message during the whole thing and, and so much appreciated. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just another stepping stone in life and uh, moving forward and being stronger and smarter. And, uh, and uh, um, I mean, look at the wonderful things that have uh, just happened in the last 90 to 120 days. Just some wonderful things. And uh, uh, appreciate you guys, what you guys do for the industry um, in the unique format that you guys unveil this stuff and all the the knowledgeable people that you have on your program. I'm, I'm sure there's many, many bowlers out there and coaches benefiting from it. 